0: Hi, I'm Eric Poulin.
1: And I'm Robin Poulin.
0: We're the co-founders of Calendar Budget, and welcome to the Calendar Budget Podcast. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like. Okay. Money psychology is the topic of the day. So with my psychology, there's a couple of subtopics today. We're mainly going to focus on something called social conditioning. Which sounds like Russian uh, brainwashing. Apologies to people from Russia. Uh, But uh, what is social conditioning? What does that mean to you?
1: Social conditioning. I think that has a lot to do with where our ideas about money has started. What Where did we learn that from? It begins from when we were small with our parents. What did they say about money? How did they use money? And did they use credit and things like that? Did they budget? Um, Did they argue about money? Did they have enough money, have enough income to supply for their needs? And so if you see your parents lacking uh, in any of those areas, then you won't even notice because you don't know that there's supposed to be something different.
0: That'll be your normal. Yeah. yeah.
1: As you grow, you might have ideas of your own that eventually comes in because of other people you go over to their houses to with your friends and you see things that they do and, and how they conduct their lives with money and use it to their advantage.
0: Or and it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the first time you went to your friend's house and they're like, I'm allowed to do this and how you're I'm I'm never allowed to do that in my house. The yeah. rules are so different in how you meant handle money is totally in that park as well. Like people do different things in different families, entirely different. In fact, what I've seen is most parents don't tell their kids anything about money at all. They kind of keep it hush hush either because they're ashamed of it or and just feel like they don't have enough education or don't have enough money and never say much.
1: Yeah. They just kind of forget about it. Uh, something I remember with the conditioning of our own kids, where we had five of them. We had to limit what they got to take as food because they were like locusts. They would descend and the food would be devoured. The juice boxes would be gone in no time, just one per day, peoples. And they go over to their friend's houses. Oh, I got to have three juice boxes today. I didn't have to limit. Their family's so rich. Meanwhile, that family had one child.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. So that, that's a huge part of social conditioning. You're, you're definitely right that it starts at home. Um, there's more to it, of course. Uh, social conditioning revol- it, you know involves the greater community as well, and that's where the term "keeping up with the Joneses" comes from. Right. Yes. We see as we visit our friends' houses as kids, we see what the Joneses have. You know, the proverbial neighbor, mm-hmm. um, and many times. It seems like more than what we have. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just different. But even even if it actually is more, that can be a little deceiving because people are, you know, it's not always clear what somebody's possessions are compared to what their actual wealth is and what their actual financial situation is, which we'll get to uh, a little bit later today.
1: Yeah, maybe they're putting in a new pool, but did they pay cash for that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Are they like totally in debt? And unable to, like just living paycheck to paycheck, um, as many people do. You know, they just when when money gets in their pocket, it burns a hole in their pocket, so they have to spend it. Just a feeling people have.
1: And that's not gen- generally something you go around talking to other people about. You know, I live paycheck to paycheck.
0: Oh no, you're going to yeah. brag about your pool or your, your new brand new, new car, your new pickup truck, or your big screen TV yeah um but is that really what you can afford Mm, usually not
1: there's so many things that lure you in to want to have those things though you have advertising and back of the cereal box you want a new toy that goes along with decoding this and
0: different boxes are infamous because you know as a kid i don't know if it's true anymore but when i was a kid I saw the back of those cereal boxes every day, (laughs) every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so with repeated exposure, like 30, 40, 80, 90, a thousand times, suddenly I I feel like I need that thing desperately, right?
1: The new action figure.
0: Exactly. Or the Lucky Charms action figure, the Lucky Charms plushie, whatever it is. um, It's ridiculous. Now, some of the social conditioning I've seen comes as we good example of this is Christmas time, right? Even adults, even parents will often ask their kids, what do you want? Mm -hmm. What do you want for Christmas? So we're taught from a young age to want things. It's like, what do you want? And if I don't want something, there's something wrong with me. So I need to fix that and want things. And you start looking through brochures and advert, you know, flyers and advertisements. And suddenly you have this. This sense of entitlement, like I've been asked what I want so many times. I feel like I should want things and I'm owed things at Christmas um, and social conditioning. We teach our offspring this and as a society, you know, what do you want for your birthday? Your friends and family will ask you that. And you're just conditioned to want things all the time. You start to not only think that you're entitled to it, but you think you deserve it, especially as an adult. Or sometimes in kids too, like if I get an A at school or if I do my errands, then I deserve a treat or an allowance
1: or some reward.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, which can be dangerous. This word deserve. I actually hate this word. Like I desperately hate this word. It is so, so abused in our, in English language, probably in other languages as well. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve things. This is not a meritocracy where you earn love. You don't earn rewards. You deserve what you can afford only. Otherwise, it's a treat and that it should be treated that way. Not as something that has to happen. You know, giving gifts at a birthday or Christmas shouldn't be like an expectation. And, and that sense of entitlement like, oh, I didn't get the, you know, my friend got a $1,000 gift and I only got a $500 gift. Or my friend got fifty, a uh, $100 gift and I only got a $15 gift. It's ridiculous how people feel just entitled all the time. I see it a lot with the, um, well, even with our generation, but with the new generation It's worse because media is like uh, out of control, out of control, teaching people that they need to do that. You you mentioned advertising. So what, what are the advertising that you were thinking of when you mentioned that?
1: It comes in a few different forms, actually, where you see it on the commercials, in between videos, even if you are on YouTube and things like that. Now, what's the interesting thing I notice about it is when we were kids, Christmas, you see, advertising maybe start November, but I think they probably are starting to think about putting Christmas stuff out at the end of the summer nowadays.
0: Definitely after Halloween. Yeah. Uh, for more rest actually, in North I've, America anyway.
1: I've seen it even out as the Halloween stuff is in one aisle, you have Christmas stuff in another aisle, and it's not Ridiculous. quite Halloween yet. Ridiculous. Yeah. And so you're going around the aisles. That's another part of the advertising, the allure of things that you're seeing, the stuff that's on the end of the shelf, or that's at the kid's level, at the perfect height for the kids to notice that, hey, mom, can I have, can I have, can I have? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So that's part of the peer pressure that they feel there. And just the layout of the stores is to catch your attention with all the flashy colors and flashy symbols on the packaging and just to make hit all our senses that we just have to have it.
0: For sure. I remember um, taking our kids to the fair once and just des- and just describing to them as we were walking by it. Um, we went in, actually, but we were describing, you see all these lights, guys, and these flashing things and the music and the smells. They're all there yeah. by design to extract the maximum amount of money for you for the littlest amount of time and effort. Um, and that, you know, it's not just fairs that are like that. You mentioned stores are like that. Every, you know, yep. anybody who has, has marketing, because we also do marketing as a part of our other business, um, we know people are, you know, people that are marketers are trying to extract money from you. In fact, there's a good quote um, from a person named Stephen Butler who said, advertising may be described as the science of arresting the human intelligence long enough to get money from it, which perfectly describes it, to be honest. You're just trying to stop people in their tracks, get their attention, appeal to their emotions, and get that purchase.
1: Even as adults, I remember when the twins were being born, second pregnancy. We were there taking care of the babies just newly born, and we had to watch some training thing for... Who knows, helping the babies that they do then. And we like, something else came on and we were watching and like, oh yeah, babies, gotta take care of babies. <laughs> we're like, listen, let's well, just never get cable TV. I know. And yeah, that's something we lived <laughs> I, by for a long time. And even when they wanted to give us a package, we're like, nope, sorry, skip yeah. it. We don't need those advertising uh, pressures and.
0: The cable companies don't understand. But I'm giving you it for free. It's a good deal. No, no.
1: I want to not have cable TV. It's not
0: that I don't want it. I want to not have it. Yeah. Because I can't manage my life. It's so distracting. Exactly. I remember that decision. That was crazy.
1: There's other pressures that come up. Like when you graduate from school, you have these social pressures that come along that says, oh, I have to get my kid a brand new car as a congratulations for graduating Different things like that.
0: or Keep up with the Joneses. All the
1: neighborhood is getting a new vehicle. My little beater now looks like even worse than it was before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, um, there's lots of fads in advertising. If you remember, like, in in our younger generation, <laughs> right, when we were kids, there was like Cabbage Patch dolls, which were like, you had to have it. And the stores would run out, and you'd be like desperately going out the night before Christmas to to buy this thing or Tickle Me Elmos or whatever the latest fad happens to be. This day, you know, these days, our kids are watching TikTok, and it's like they, they see their people that they follow, mm-hmm. they consider to be authority figures, while well, they're using this skin product. So I have to use this exact expensive skin product. They don't know that they're I'm sure getting, you know. They're getting paid to use this on camera, right? They're influencers. Um, same thing with, with Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, anywhere where there's people with huge followers. Yeah. They're sharing products, probably getting paid to yep. do product. Plugins.
1: And some of them probably do legitimately love the product. I'm sure they do. There's probably some other alternatives that would be half the price that could do pretty much almost the same thing or do the same thing. Definitely. Or a combination of a couple of products. So you never know. You have to do your investigation on your own and test things out. Consult with people that you do know around you immediately. And, and it's, see not always,
0: it's not always correct that there's a cheaper alternative. Sometimes the one that they recommend actually is amazing. Yeah. But you can't always just take it at face value. Sometimes, I would say most of the time, you've got to do your research and not just fall for every whim of recommendation by an influencer. Yep because it doesn't always come from just altruism they're often just getting paid that's how they that's how they make their money right they're they're influencers because they have an audience and then they get paid to promote things
1: look for reviews
0: yes exactly exactly but those things teach us all of those things from parents influencing their kids they teach us to want 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 and now we have this sense of entitlement but it's not up to the advertising media to tell us what we want we should be setting our own goals our own priorities our own agenda for what we want and not just feeding off of you know what we're told mm-hmm. all the time at least that's my opinion
1: i agree um, Something that came to mind is where when our kids were uh, little, you were talking about when they would get their birthday gifts. I mm-hmm. remember people asking us, what would your kid like for birthday? Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, I don't know, actually, because they are well-balanced. They don't just love Barbies. They don't just love art or love being outside. They just have this well-balanced kind of mindset. And I think that's a good way to set up your kids where they love a variety of things that they enjoy being in that moment with that item or those people or whatever it is that they're doing. That they're not focused on uh, like a hyper love of something that just takes over their yeah, mind. they're not
0: like ultra passionate about one thing. Yeah. Balance.
1: So when something gets opened, they're grateful. Because that gratitude is what fills you more than anything that could give you any feeling at all that feeling of gratitude is far more value.
0: For sure. For sure. And you know what, at the end of the day, as social beings, and we're talking about social conditioning, what brings us happiness? It's not really the next gift. It's not money that brings happiness. It's,
1: are you sure um, money brings happiness? Doesn't it? No, it doesn't Mm.
0: look at So I've heard lots of examples recently in the news, but just look around you at celebrities or people that are rich, are they exempt from the problems that people have? No, nope. they're, they're usually worse. It's, ex- it's multiplied and, and, and worse. right they, They're subject to, to, to divorce, they're subject to bankruptcy. like
1: depression, stress, <laughs> oh, anxieties, everything.
0: All of these things, but at a, at a higher level sometimes than what we have. It's almost like their life is magnified in all places, not just their income.
1: Because they are under the magnifying glass that everybody's watching them and they feel like they have to live up to that pressure.
0: Yeah. So the point is money doesn't bring happiness. Like happiness comes from other places. And to be honest, I'm not even sure happiness should be the goal. You know, we have been researching happiness just personally outside of our business. And I've come to the conclusion that maybe that's not the right thing I should be focusing on.
1: It's a foundation.
0: Happiness is nice and, and great when it's here, but it's fleeting. And when it comes, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But searching for a deeper meaning is where happiness comes. You know, what is your life about? What are you trying to accomplish?
1: Yeah, what yeah. motivates you?
0: Exactly. And those kind of things bring joy. They bring fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And happiness will be your companion from time to time. But it's it's unrealistic to be happy all the time. Um, you know, people that are, that are depressed feel like they're all constantly on a search for happiness. Mm -hmm. You're just not going to have it all the time. Nobody has it all the time. It's unrealistic. Yeah. And money isn't the answer.
1: No, money will bring you status and combination of money and status that make you feel satisfied that you, you've arrived. But then when you arrive there, you want more, you want more status, more, And more just means more responsibility, Hmm. that it is a lot to carry on your shoulders. And I remember one time when we moved, we got rid of a lot of stuff. I think like 62 garbage bags full of stuff that we gave away, plus garbage alone. That was just all the kids' little toys with five kids as the things add up. It felt so relieving to get rid of those things. You just didn't feel responsible to be organizing and moving them around and picking them up all the time as they got scattered
0: anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So social conditioning, to me, means all of these things. It's what society tells us that we're supposed to do. But I think as we set our own priorities, we're going to be better on track. Mm Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on social conditioning from
1: you? Uh, there was one other thought that I remember we recorded in our book, uh, Power Spending, Getting More for Less, that it said, uh, it was from Henrik Isben. He said, money may be the husk of many things, but not the kernel. It brings food, but not appetite. Medicine, but not health. Acquaintance, but not friends. Servants, but not loyalty. Days of joy, but not peace of happiness. So I think what we need to do is not to be the slave to money, But for money to be the slave to us.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. Recommendations then. How do we uh, avoid being led by social conditioning? How do we have the willpower to overcome it? So, a few recommendations that we've discussed. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, break away from these societal norms, Mm -hmm. right? Set your own priorities. Change your focus from what society tells you is important to what is actually important and meaningful to you.
1: For me, that would help to write it down. Write down what society is telling me. Decide on my own what's really important to me, what I want to accomplish in this life, where I'm heading, where I want to head. And do those things line up with that. Yeah.
0: Another recommendation I strongly recommend is personally remove the word deserve from your vocabulary, yes. I can't think of a can. I can't think of a, a time or circumstance when it's actually used correctly. Better to not use it, and when your kids use it, teach them that. Do you really deserve it? <laughs> you know, yeah. is that the right word? I don't think it is. Deserves uh, there... it, it fosters that sense of entitlement. So that's what I was thinking. Remove this word from your vocabulary, and it'll, it'll go a long way to getting on the on the path to uh, breaking out of social conditioning.
1: Focus on gratitude. Forget the word deserve.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Any other recommendations?
1: Uh, children, make sure that you are teaching them from when they are young to understand the psychology of money well, that they can have a healthy relationship with money.
0: Yeah, it, it really is a psychology, and you can't start too young. Mm -hmm. It has value and it can manipulate you or you can manipulate it. And let's, let's have us manipulating it. Not the other way around. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks. Happy budgeting. I can pay cash. I can pay check. I can pay wire transfer. I can pay gift card. I can pay credit. I can pay anything you like. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like.